Hello, hello, everybody. Brian here for quantlabs.net. Today is January 10th. Uh, we're going to talk about crypto, the current status of crypto, just overall. Crypto is coming back, but it's mostly altcoins that are moving. I'll probably put that in a separate post, but there are positive signs of crypto is recovering outside of the malaise, call it, of Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now, I want to talk about Binance specifically in this podcast episode. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening on the podcast. We've been getting a lot more uh, coverage via podcasting versus YouTube, which has been pretty well useless. So I'll continue to do this on on uh, Podbean and podcasting. We just get a better reach. Anyways, let's talk about the status of crypto. So in this, I'm going to talk about how you should have caught uh, FTX, the scam that it was. And I'm also going to talk about the current status of Binance and why Binance is in real severe trouble globally and the red flags that you should know about. And hopefully you've got your money off of Binance, okay? And I'm also going to talk about the other things we need to worry about with crypto in order to fully recover to get all of these questionable entities out of the crypto space. Okay, so let's first talk about FTX. I've been doing crypto trading for about four years now. I've done both uh, the futures market and the spot market. The early days of FTX came on the scene where they were cooperating with Binance in the Binance future space. FTX, from what I saw back then, was listed out of and based out of, if I'm not wrong, uh, was uh, Hong Kong. I didn't know it was a U.S.-based exchange, or should have been, but or operated out of the U.S. And over time, it went and was based out of uh, Bahamas. Now, if you are a seasoned trader, uh, you should have caught this. I say that because if you are in the space of retail Forex, with all of the uh, scams that go on, especially out of the U.S., specifically the FXCM scam. So you have Awanda, FXCM, all these big retail Forex brokers, especially out of the U.S. They are regulated out of the U.S. And those that don't want to be regulated will uh, basically have their operations in weird places like the Mideast, Malta, Caribbean, somewhere outside of the U.S. And what will happen is when you uh, send your money into a so-called exchange, what will happen is if it's outside of the U.S., uh, it, that's where it ends up in one of these odd places. So your money is being sent out of the U.S., so now you're no longer having protection for that amount of money when you send it out. FX is, is a great example of this a few years ago where I don't know if it was the SEC or um, the other uh, CFT, the futures regulator, but whatnot. Forgive me, I'm Canadian, I'm not American, but they were heavily fined. FXCM had to shut down their uh, US-based operations because of the scams that they were pulling off where they were uh, they're, they, they were basically scamming a lot of their uh, customers with front loading and so on and so forth. And they ended up having to license their technology to international players. In my case, let's say in Canada, through another third party, but you would still use the so-called technology of FXCM 
uh, which was still operated out of the U.S. But they could not operate in the U.S. So that brings us now to FTX. Now, if you are coming from the world of retail Forex, you know what I'm talking about. So if you're FTX and you see that your money is now being not wired. Actually, let me, let me back up. If you look at Binance, there's Binance.com, and that's all there was uh, in the world of early days, not early days, but back maybe 2017, 18, maybe even 19. But what happened was Binance.com was, was universal everywhere uh, as an exchange. And then what happened was they at some point refused to take U.S. customers. And what happened was they didn't want to deal with the regulation and the risk that it brought on operating in the U.S. or they wanted to skirt uh, the regulators in the U.S. And that's fair enough at that time uh, because we all thought that uh, Binance was legit. And I made a lot of money from Binance back in those days. So uh, we never thought anything about it. but then. Binance wanted to go into the U.S., so they started up Binance.us. It was a scaled-back um, uh, spot market. It was scaled back with the futures market as well, and everything was traded in Tether, USDT. So again, no big deal at that time. We never saw anything wonky there. And then FTX came in and worked with uh, Binance in their futures market. And then something happened where they broke off and Binance and the FTX relationship ended. I think that was bad blood from looking back on it. So you have to ask yourself, if you're an investor, a trader, and you know about the retail Forex broker market in the US, and they have specific entities, brokers for Forex in US, but yet you can tell which ones are the questionable ones because they're now outside the U.S. and you have to send your money outside of the U.S. So that should have been a red flag for Forex traders. Now, when you look at Binance and then Bin or say Binance.com, which is for the rest of the world, and then there's Binance.us for the U.S. market. So they built a specific company operation and exchange, but basically the same technology as Binance but specifically for uh, U.S. residents, which was, okay, makes sense because they want to specifically uh, address the U.S. market because it's that big, no big deal. So along comes FTX. And as I said, why are they operating out of, at the time, I think it was Asia. They went in and did the same thing on what Binance.com did for Binance.us. So there's FTX.com and then FTX.us. So you go, why is that? Okay, no, whatever. You're not really questioning anything yet. So now FTX is now operating out of the Bahamas. Okay, so all fine and good. So back in 2019, 2020, here I am in Ontario, Canada. And I'm thinking, I don't want regulation when it comes to crypto. I'm making 12-time return over two years on all my big on my crypto trading and I had another virtual trading bot that went from one Bitcoin to 1.4 million dollars in less than four 
about five, six months, but it was, again, it's virtual. And I didn't obviously pocket that money, but, but that was when Bitcoin went from X amount, let's say 20 grand to well over 60,000, 70,000 US during that time. But that was pure momentum trading. So at that time, I was totally against all regulation. So in my case, we have the Ontario Securities Commission that booted out Binance. Why? Because they did not comply with what Ontario Securities Commission wanted, meaning a license and to be registered as a legal crypto exchange operating in Ontario, Canada. Fine. So F, uh, Binance got booted out. So that was kind of a red uh, a, a warning there. So what did I do? I ended up moving over to Kraken. Now, right now, I'm still Kraken, still the safest exchange out there. Just as a highlight, Kraken's support is excellent. Kraken, I'm very uh, confident uh, that they are operating, have a license in Ontario, which means they, they are operating above board. So that is Kraken and Kraken, among some other exchanges. Only six that are allowed to trade in Ontario. And the other one that's legit is crypto.com. Okay. So that's who we have. FTX is not part of Ontario and it evolved to a point where FTX would not want to have Canadian customers. That's fine. I'm happy with Kraken. So uh, Binance got booted out of Ontario, Canada. So that was a red flag. Um, so at the time I moved over to Kraken, no problem. I also went over to Coinbase. Now Coinbase is another registered, uh, broke exchange in Ontario. Okay. So I'll get over, I'll get onto Coinbase towards the end of this. So Kraken was the only one I was working on, uh, working with, very happy with. Uh, and, and, and the one other highlight is two things about Kraken again, great customer support, 24 seven, real humans. Uh, English is the first language, usually U.S. support. Uh, so that's there's that. Kraken also is starting up a bank a few years ago. They're basing it out of Wyoming. They're uh, earlier last year in March 2022. They got uh, or in the process of getting routing numbers from the Federal Reserve, which showed they were full on legit at that time. Plus, that was a time when they also did what they call back then a uh, proof of reserve where they do the audit to show that they have enough uh, on reserve for uh, the, if if something happened to Kraken, that they had enough capital and to cover all their customers' uh, customers' uh, capital in, in specific customer accounts. So they were not intermingling between operations and customer uh, accounts. So they got that proof of reserve back early last year. And that's where I knew about proof of reserve back then, before all the became a fad in, in, in the last few months. So, you know, Kraken's the real deal. On top of that, Kraken also trades in real fiat currency, meaning US dollar. So you're not working with these wonky, stable uh, coins like Tether or USDC. So there's that as well. So we come back to uh, FTX. So when FTX uh, got banned, for most people, and I'm going to repeat this, including the douchebags, the shills like Kevin O'Leary, the idiot, the, the mooch, Scaramucci, 
should have caught this during their so-called um, due diligence, which they say it failed for whatever reason. But any common retail trader that's coming from the Forex world will ask themselves, why, when I set up a FTX account, why am I sending money to the Bahamas to another company called Alameda Research? If you're not questioning that, and, and why am I sending money outside of the U.S., that should have been the red flag of when you should not and known you should not have proceeded because that means that this exchange, FTX, was operating outside the U.S., outside the regulators, which means your money was not safe. And people who did not catch that or should have not thought of that is a very expensive lesson to be learned. And especially with the millions of dollars that the douchebags, like I said, like O'Leary, and I have no sympathy for them because they were just in it for the money and indirectly scamming whoever follows them. So point be taken on those two. All right. So coming back to FTX and Alameda, where you're sending your money to these Bahama-based entities, you should have caught that and questioned that. Now, let's go back to Binance. Now, when Binance got booted out of Ontario, Canada, red flags started going off in my case. And I did want to stay on Binance because Kraken just didn't have the volume that I wanted. But I thought, screw it, I'll, I'll go with Kraken at that time. So with Binance now booted out of um, Canada, uh, out of Ontario, um, I started questioning Binance is probably a, not a very honest and safe exchange to be on to have your capital on on Binance okay so back in January let's say January 2022 all right so this now comes back to the invasion of uh Russia invading Ukraine so Binance in December I get global news all over the place, and and majority of it's crypto based. So back in December, early January, Russia was at first saying, "No, we're not going to allow crypto to be to, to exist in Russia." So then it came mid January, where Putin allowed, "Yeah, we'll allow uh, crypto." to be traded in Russia. And then all of a sudden, at the same time that week, Binance got a, a license or some kind of uh, green light to operate in Russia. Now, they've always traded in Russia uh, because they did take uh, fiat currencies, namely uh, Russian ruble, Turkish lira, uh, I think it was Nigeria Naira, and a few other, you know, uh, uh uh, currencies because that's those are countries are big markets for Binance. That's what I thought at the time. So with the ruble in Russia back January 2022, you never think about it. But then they got the green light. And then the invasion happened in I think it was second or third week of February. And what I started to notice on Binance was there's two things, actually three things to know about. Uh, the currencies exchanges of Bitcoin, U.S. dollar, was kind of spiking, specifically on on uh, Binance. But where it really took off was Binance 
sorry, Bitcoin and the Russian ruble, like that took off like huge. On top of the other coin that a lot of people may not know is a coin called Waves, which is Russian based. So that coin, Waves in ruble, took off. Like we're talking two, three, four times. It's a magnitude of two to up to three, four times over about a month, starting a week before the invasion. Okay. So Binance is now, when I look back on it, was facilitating Russian oligarchs before the official invasion took place. My view is that they were uh, helping Russian oligarchs and whoever else, maybe Putin himself, to be able to operate and open up Binance accounts, transfer uh, what they had in ruble, transfer it into waves, Bitcoin in ruble, trade, uh, benefit from the, 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 the value of it going up over that month. And then what happened was it all collapsed probably sometime in March or April. And that was the trade. So finance, in my mind, helped and was a criminal element to allow Russian oligarchs and whoever else wealthy in Russia to trade with their uh, accounts set up, trade and get their, uh, like probably in the billions of dollars uh, traded through Binance. And then on the exit, I started reading about how Dubai property, pro- property values were, were going through the roof. Why? Because all of a sudden Russians, Again, March, April, we're buying up property in Dubai. And from my mind, and at probably a time, you could buy uh, Dubai property with crypto. And uh, that's probably their exit strategy was to transfer out on Binance and then transfer and buying up property in Dubai. Because you got to remember, Dubai as a country, when it came to all these voting on the sanctions against Russia, Dubai was neutral they didn't they didn't uh vote in favor to support the west in putting sanctions on turkey and dubai were neutral okay so dubai helped facilitate there as well but specifically binance helped support the ability for these russian oligarchs to transfer on their exchange and then exit out by buying property in dubai or wherever else so that's how I view it. I don't know if it's fact. That's how I view it. Now, we're now uh, January 10th, uh, 2023. Here's why Binance is in trouble. I got three articles open up in front of me. The first one is from dailyhodl.com. U.S. hedge funds receive subpoenas over communications with Binance as investigators probe crypto exchange. Okay, number two. This is on Reddit uh, as people uh, get out of uh, Binance because they finally figured out we need to do our own uh, self-custody with our own crypto. So here on Binance, sorry, on, on Reddit and the Bitcoin uh, subreddit, title is stats show that Binance is bleeding as a dangerous rate with over 12 billion vanishing in less than 60 days, much worse than CEO. Uh, Suzy indicated last month, uh, some commentary here, 
Uh, so people are, are taking self-custody. Good. Um, people selling out, pulling out their, their crypto off the exchange. So what? Yeah, doesn't this mean they're profiting off their exorbitant withdrawal fees at a dangerous rate? Correct. And so on. Now, there's also uh, a third article here as well on Coinpedia. This is today. Curious case of CZ's Binance crypto giant loses $12 billion unfolding the truth. Now, at the end of the day, we have, I think it's the SEC that are investigating criminal elements into Binance.us. So it's now gone from, my opinion on this Russian invasion, was, was Binance involved in the uh, transferring illegally and, help, and assisting uh, uh, Russian oligarchs? It's now gone from my view to pretty well opinion because now you have the SEC investigating all this because they kind of maybe woke up or whatever. Uh, but they're 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 investigating other things outside of that. But this is why I think Binance is in trouble. And while you can get your money out of Binance, don't trade on Binance. This goes to anyone anywhere because I do think Binance is going to have a real big problem coming down the pipes criminal element i don't know um but that's my view all right so let's talk about as i said coinbase uh and other questionable elements in the crypto industry um let's talk about coinbase and then we can talk about stable coins now tether is in my mind kind of a joke uh again i never thought of it when binance traded uh, mostly everything in Tether before USDC from Circle and then their own uh, coin, their own stable coin, uh, BUSD. And um, the credibility out on all these stable coins is, is that credibility. So in the early days of stable coin of Tether, they said that they were fully backed by you know, if they had $10 billion, if they had $10 billion, somewhere equivalent of U.S. cash. So it ended up, from what I understand, again, I could be wrong on this, but from what I understood, the Chinese real estate company, Evergrande, they had junk Chinese paper that backed against Tether. So that was what they were using to um, back Tether was all this weird uh, Chinese debt collateral which is to be questioned. So that was Tether, and that was what was revealed. So there's Tether. Get off of Tether while you can. Now, USDC, I can't say anything good or bad about it, but it is a stable coin. And with the recent uh, UST uh, collapse, where it got uh, depegged off the US dollar, that right there you should question. The other thing is, if you're going to get off of Binance, even with the BUSD, shouldn't uh be on any of that stuff it's just it's quite it should be questioned and the credibility of all all of it should be questioned that's why i keep saying and i'm not a i just like cracking and as i said earlier you can trade in us like real fiat us dollars so you are trading in us dollar on cracking okay so that's stable coin the issues now when it comes to coinbase coinbase is the other thing that needs to get cleared out okay so we, ha we have to get rid of finance because that's another uh, questionable uh, exchange. And 
we got to get rid of Tether and maybe USDC, uh, stable coins. And um, all that's got to be pretty well cleared out to raise confidence for, let's say, institutional. So if you want to trade crypto, I would probably recommend you trade US dollar, real US dollar. I'm not sure if, I don't think, I think Coinbase have some um, uh, coins that you can trade in US dollar plus Tether and whatever else. I haven't kept up to date. But here's the thing about Coinbase. Uh, Coinbase is, everyone says, well, will they, will they survive? They just laid off, was a thousand people today. Uh, I did a uh, my first real article on Seeking Alpha about Coinbase and how it's going to fall. Uh, I checked; uh, they probably fallen about seventy five percent since that article has been written, um, and uh, they're not doing too good, obviously. So economically, they may not survive. But here's the other thing: that a lot of people may not know is when it came to proof of reserve, which Coinbase never did. But um, there was a warning put out by the SEC. I can't remember. Maybe the spring, summer, last summer in 2022. And uh, SEC forewarned Coinbase. Uh, because you got to remember, Coinbase is a, a publicly listed company. And they do have authority uh, with SEC. And we talked about earlier about have customer accounts and operational accounts. They're not to be intermingled at all they have to be separate and the operations fund of whatever broker exchange they cannot take out money from their customers accounts uh, for operations and especially the coinbase can't do it because they're publicly listed but that is what ftx did i can't say anything about um finance but um for sure that's what's happened with um, Coinbase. So Coinbase got a warning from the SEC warning them that you can't do this. You Or because there was a time where Armstrong, the founder, I think Brian Armstrong, said to their customers, remember, I, I was a Coinbase customer and still am, but I only have like 20 bucks in it. So I don't have anything to lose. And um, Coinbase said to their customers that to remind them that if Coinbase does go bankrupt, that the funds of customers are at risk. And if liquidators did come in during the bankruptcy bankruptcy process, that customers will lose their accounts because of this. So that was the warning that um, the SEC had to put out. And it was to be questioned if Coinbase was intermingling again, customer accounts versus operations. I can't say but that, again, needs to be questioned. That needs to question the uh, trust factor of the founder. Um, and now we have the economic uh, playing out, the economies and the stock playing out of Coinbase that will they go bankrupt just alone on their stock price, the volumes that they've, they've had drop. Uh, you also have to remember when you look at the exchange fees of all of them, Finance was the lowest. They were paying 0.1% per trade uh, per side, which was the lowest. Um, I believe uh, Kraken was 0.3%, so they were still relatively low. And then uh, for a full trade, well, for each side with Coinbase, it was half a percent. Not only that with Coinbase, 
Uh, there are a couple other things to be questioned there. Their level of support was like really bad. You put a, uh, into a ticket, you had to wait 24 hours for a one sentence response. No different than Binance. And remember, this is American support. So they you're getting support responses from, I'm assuming Americans and English is their first language. You don't get that with Binance. And uh, it was really teeth-pulling experience to deal with the support at Coinbase. Not only that, but you, as I said, they made life very difficult. If you want to trade certain coins in Tether, but you can't trade in US dollar or vice versa. Or if you move into Coinbase Pro, it was the same thing. And you had a certain selection of coins available on Coinbase Pro, depending upon where you live. In my case, Canada was very limited. It was beyond frustrating. And then you go through the Coinbase wallet, the Coinbase, and then Coinbase. It was just a complete mess. And I, I just got rid of it. And that's why I went all in with Kraken, because it's way better. So my point is, if you're struggling with Coinbase, there's a reason for that. They hobble a lot of it um, because they're probably thinking that their crap don't smell and uh, they can get away with it. So now Coinbase is economically in trouble, but all the other reasons I specified by Coinbase. So knowing what I just said about Binance, Coinbase, uh, Tether, and maybe USDC, all that stuff needs to no longer exist. If you're going to bring, bring back trust into the coin, uh, the crypto industry, especially for the U.S. based, you have to you have to follow a model of what Kraken's doing, and they're pretty legit, and um, I'm pretty happy with them. In terms of regulation, I don't know what to anticipate, but you're hearing certain senators and politicians in the U.S. saying, "Well, we don't need coin." What's the point of crypto anyways? It's like, it's no good. They're bankrupting retail people. But for a country that is supposed to be so-called the freest country in the world, that's a complete scam. Because what people don't understand is when you get these arrogant, uh, ignorant as well, YouTubers like Peter Schiff or other nitwits on YouTube saying, well, crypto is, is a crock, it's a fraud, it's useless. Well, let me tell you something. You explain that to people living in Venezuela, Lebanon, they would not exist if it wasn't for Bitcoin because they do all their purchases to survive, economics survive through crypto, okay? So they're dependent upon uh, a lot of the um, government, whatever the government sets that they wouldn't survive. I mean, they wouldn't be able to eat even these, these poorer countries. So yeah, crypto is needed. Bitcoin is needed. I love crypto. And I think crypto is very useful. Now, where will all the altcoins and all that go? I don't know. Lately, in the last 12 hours, I've noticed that there's been a lot of recovery on crypto, namely like Solana and whatnot. And then there's Ripple or XRP. Um, those, So those are all your altcoins. But what I'm saying is there's been a lot of return recovery with the altcoins, okay? Which one, I don't know, will be a leader because um, it is kind of a uh, a casino. Um, without a story on like stocks or uh, even Forex and currency. Because there's always stories to those why they predictably move. But with crypto, it's different. It's unpredictable. So there's that you have to consider. But with uh, crypto, um, yeah, it's going to be altcoins that will take off. And yet they are trying to hold back 
through regulation or whatever else, call it whatever else you want, conspiracy, whatever you want to call it, the performance of both Bitcoin and Ethereum, and Bitcoin's different, Ethereum's different. Ethereum is a whole network financially where you can build, obviously, your NFTs, your contracts, smart contracts, all that stuff is built on Ethereum. Um, so it's a different sort of appeal. Um, but from what I'm seeing through the news again, all the major luxury uh, brands are supporting and accepting Bitcoin. Um, so the utility of Bitcoin is building. Uh, also, uh, there's a Lightning Network, and that's apparently faster, cheaper, to transfer money. I've done my choice for that is XRP with Binance to transfer from Binance to let's say Coinbase or Kraken, it's, it arrives in 10 minutes and I'm paying no more than like a dollar or two. If I'm going to transfer, like, let's say a uh, thousand US, um, I'm transferring that plus I'm paying maybe $5, $10 or Tron, which would be, uh, if I remember a, a dollar fixed price. So that kind of transferring is a major threat against banks, against, uh, just general legacy financial industry. So that's what I love about crypto, plus the speculative aspect of it as, as well for the trading and the value. And now we have an entire financial system, a new one being built out with NFTs or what they call Web3. I've, I've experimented with it. I like where it's going. I'm very excited to see that. Uh, a lot of these altcoins are going to die off the thousand plus. I just saw one called Thimp. Huh. I saw another one for HFT, Quant, and all that. But uh, Bitcoin will go up in value. Same with Ethereum. Three of the whole crypto space as they're starting to introduce the CBDCs, the central bank uh, digital currencies, where they control and getting rid of cash. So that's where the crypto will build because that's now a new use case for why people will move on to crypto. Uh, just like, as I said earlier, Lebanon and uh, and uh, Venezuela, you know, poor countries where their whole financial system collapsed. So, as I said, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all these coins and crypto are going to be a real threat to the legacy financial system. And uh, it's going to be exciting where it goes. Uh, yes, in the spe speculative side, I do think it's going to grow. But where it's really going to explode will probably be uh, later this year. And definitely you'll start to see it really explode next year, 2024. And it's going to blow up big time and 2025 as well. And why do I say that? Well, as I said, with Seeking Alpha, I did an article back on Coinbase. Um, and with these stocks, they have the Ford guidance. So with the Ford guidance, you could tell based upon their forward guidance and what they predict on market cap as well as uh, revenue that they did expect it to blow up uh, for later this year, but really blow up uh, for both uh, market cap and stock come 2024. So using that logic, you say, okay, well, that would make sense because I just got an article today. 23 countries are possibly going to have official CBDC by the end of this year in 2023. So again, these are the reasons why I think crypto will build. And uh, we'll leave it at that for now. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you got something out of it.
as I said, you want to go self-custody, try out Ledger. I don't know. Kraken as an exchange may be safe as well. We'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening. Have a good day.